Hello there. Do you like real-life historical tales? If so, have I got the perfect podcast for you. My name is Alice, and I host the Backtracker History Show. Based in the UK, this self-confessed geek takes you for a stroll down memory lane and shares stories and interesting nuggets of information that has been discovered along the way. From tales of tragedy and sadness to epic stories of human courage or creativity, there are many people in history who have made their mark, however small. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, and remember to leave a rating or review if you can. If you want to find out more, you can get in touch with me via Twitter or Facebook using at BacktrackerUK with a capital V, capital T, and a capital UK. But until then, take care guys, and look after each other. Welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And Trisha, I have had just a really bad, not good, awful, terrible, horrible Alexander kind of I was going to say, should we call you Alexander? Yes. Yes. Uh, it wasn't like all bad, but I've just, I've been, if you've listened to the show long enough, you know, I'm not happy with my current employment situation. I just... <laughs> It's fine. It's a job. I can do it. I just, it is so mind-numbingly tedious anymore. Um, I just, I've I've reached the point where I actually have to start doing drugs in order to make it through the day uh, outside of my Lexapro. So uh, like, no shit. Like today was bad enough. I popped a gummy in after, after lunch and just rolled through the rest of the day and was totally mellowed out. So uh, but for starters, I plugged my phone in last night and it didn't update, and apparently it wasn't charging when it was plugged in. So my phone was dead this morning when I got up. Oops. Or off. It wasn't quite dead, but it was off. Uh, so I woke up with five minutes to spare to get to work. Fine. I did not get to shower, and I wasn't feeling great about it. Got there. Like I said, grumpy mood. Grumpy customers makes me even grumpier. Uh, add to it. I come home for lunch and my dogs had gotten into the trash. Now Crystal got a new trash can. So I have to describe this. So, so it's a, it's a dual trash can. So it'll actually hold two trash bags in there. It's supposed to be so that we can divide it one for recycling, one for Mm -hmm. rubbish. Okay. Um, Now I've noticed that like when it gets a little full stuff will poke out and Riker or Reese, somebody will grab it and pull it out and tear it to shreds such as life when you have four dogs today when i came home it wasn't just gotten into it had been knocked over and spilled out and trash (laughs) strewn all over the kitchen all over the living room i literally screamed like crystal called me and i'm like yeah and she goes hey what's going on i said oh i don't know i'm just i'm about ready to eat a bullet like you know told her what was going on, how awful this is going. And I just, I'm like, I need to eat because I haven't eaten yet. I'm now hangry. This is compounding it on. Anyway, so I popped a gummy. 
because I'm like, I can't go back to work this pissed off because otherwise I'll probably just strangle somebody with like that, that little chained pin there at my computer, you know? So anyway, pop this gummy. And while I was still grumpy as shit, I at least didn't feel like just, you know, committing, you know, serial killer style murders right there in front of everybody. So, you know, progress. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just, just not been a good day for me. So Sounds I hope like yours it. was better. And it was my day off. Went to Target yeah. to get soft foods since I'm getting my wisdom tooth pulled tomorrow. Yes, yes. So my and nephew's so- eighth birthday, so I went over ahead and dinner with him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you the other terrible thing that happened while to me. So I got home, I ate dinner, came downstairs. Uh, I'm actually recording down in the basement. Uh, this is a new setup for the time being until I get the office cleared out. Uh, anyway, so you remember that lawn chair that I picked up from work? I don't know if I told you about it or not. We had a bunch of lawn chairs there at the DMV that were left by people who had camped out waiting to get into the office early Mm -hmm. in the morning because people are just weird. Anyway, so I brought one home and it's red and gray and it's like, it'd be perfect for like tailgating on all that. Apparently it had a screw missing in it because I leaned over to pick something up and it collapsed underneath me. So I no longer have a folding chair again it's probably why they left it in the first place it could be it could no it was it was in fine condition it was one of these i leaned over and like it started it popped like that it just crumpled underneath and it was not like that before and i'm like because why not (laughs) so anyway i'm sorry back to your day no that that was my day that was your day okay it's been pretty uneventful yeah well i'm glad you've had uneventful i'm just I'm struggling to the end and I'm reaching that point where I'm like, I'm going to have to either find another job or we need to get called or I need to get called back ASAP because there's a good chance there will be bodily harm to somebody and I don't know who it's going to be. And yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's bad when you have to, you know. I would say probably not until the soonest would probably be when the drive-in reopens. I would agree. Like March would be my earliest. Yeah. And like, I'm holding on, but I'm like, my God, it's getting more and more depressing every single day. And I just, I just, I'm just not happy. So anyway, well, enough of my whining about that. Let's talk about what happened at the theater this weekend. Uh, So I'm working, what was this, Saturday, Friday, Saturday? Sunday. When did you work? I think I worked Sunday. I don't know what, what story you're going for. Uh, anyway, it, it doesn't matter. So I'm in the concession stand with Megan. You were working that night. Because uh, uh, I think it's the same night. Um, so I worked all weekend, so that doesn't narrow it down. Anyway, uh, so Megan... Megan was, if Megan was there, it was Sunday. Okay. Anyway, so Megan was dealing with a customer. And so I was coming out of the kitchen because I just made somebody's food. Getting ready to walk over towards her. She comes bus- just bolting down to me. And she goes, so this lady has like leftovers from one of the restaurants around us, you know, and we have a strict mm-hmm. no no outside food or drink policy. Um, and so she says, she's just getting kind of hateful with me, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'll go deal with her. So I come over and she goes, yeah, so I've got, you know, I just, I walked over here from the hotel. I went and had lunch, dinner over at this restaurant 
and I've got my leftovers with me and I'm, you know, I don't want to carry them all. I said, well, we do have a, a strict no outside food or drink policy, which is posted on every set of doors to which she responded, to which she responded. And I almost gave her a good response back was, so you don't want my money. And had I known that all she was going to be buying was a ticket and no concessions, I'd have straight up said, no, no. I don't because I won't be getting it. It'd be going to the studio, not to, not to our company. So you need to take your food back. So I decided to be nice, which you know is hard for me. <laughs> and I said, just make sure you clean up after yourself. Take your stuff with you. Please don't, don't eat the stuff during the movie. Oh, okay, no problem. I'm just so full. I'm like, I'm sure you are. Heard that one before. Yeah, that's a straight up lie because I went in and I, I was on floor that day. Mm-hmm. And I go into her theater. She was the last one out because she was talking on the phone through the entire credits. And then she finally gets up and leaves. I clean the theater. As I'm walking back out, I pass the trash can that's inside that theater. And the very top thing on the trash is a styrofoam container with said restaurant's logo embossed on the top yeah so uh yeah you're not eating your food in here huh yeah well yeah well then she decided to go see another movie after that so she's still carrying around these leftovers she proceeds to go well maybe i want some you know sweet to snack on and she like finger fucks like three bags of candy asking about prices and whatnot and then decides she doesn't want any. So I'm like, great, you've spread your germs everywhere. You're just going to buy a ticket. We're still not making any money off of you. You are just the worst kind of person. There is a special <laughs> spot in hell for people like that. So the moral of the story is quit being nice to people because that's, and I think you know, this is like one of the things that really pisses me off is I have no problem being chill and cool with you. Just don't take advantage of it. Right. And every time I do something like this, somebody takes advantage of it, which therefore fucks it up for the next person coming in. Uh-huh. And it would have been different if she would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I won't eat the food. In fact, I'll, I'll buy a drink. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been completely different. Like right. If, yeah. If you would have at least bought something, I would not be not be near as pissed. Yeah. I'd be pissed, but I wouldn't be as pissed. So, but yeah, just, just from the get-go, like when she dropped the whole, you know, you don't want my money thing, like... I'm like, really? It's yes, your dollar is going to save this this entire company. Yeah. Like, I am amazed at how highly the people think of themselves. So on the other end, so that same day we had what four rentals? Or was that the night before? Uh, yeah, four. We had five on Saturday. We had four on Sunday. That's it. So one of which i almost don't count because it's literally it was literally a dude from home office and they were oh yeah trouble yeah they they weren't part of the problem so anyway so i'll let you tell the story because you had a couple rentals one of whom was super shitty yeah the first one that came in they were just rude like and nothing that the only thing that stands out because the only thing i dealt with was this lady came up and she wanted a bottle of water Mm-hmm. and she actually for once already grabbed it out of the fridge and and whatever and she sat up there and she said that's all she wanted and so i told her her total which was five something and she goes five dollars for a bottle of water yeah yeah this, this is a movie theater everything's expensive it's it's almost like everybody in the world knows that also it's almost like i don't control the prices 
And so I'm just like, yeah, that's that's the price. She goes, well, this is this is just crazy. And she proceeds to have an entire conversation about it with her friend. Yeah. Don't you agree? This is just crazy. As she goes ahead and buys it. And I'm like, what? Lady, I don't, I literally don't care. Yeah. Either buy your water or walk away. Right. And then they they go off and they kind of gather. And then next thing I know, literally at the last second before they walk into their theater that they rented, in comes the their whole horde of people with like five pizzas, a big thing of sandwiches, and a whole box of individual chips. And oh. they walk into theater. And we're just like, are are you are you kidding me right now? Right. So we're already annoyed, but whatever. They get in there. But then we had a rental that was arranged specifically by our, our boss because they were having trouble getting through to someone home office. And he told me about it, had given the lady my name. And she, they were super nice, actually. They came up, they got a bunch of kid combos and then ended up coming back for more. Plus they spent money at the bar and they, I think they got some kitchen food too. Like they spent a lot of money and they were super nice. I was helping them out, helping them get, you know, fill the cups for the little kid combos. And we got them a cart and, you know, let them push it into the theater to pass out whatever. So gets towards the end, towards the end of the party, which at one point they had asked to start if they could start the movie a little later. I was like, well, we got a little wiggle time in the schedule. So yeah, that's fine. Well, we got busy, ended up starting at like 40 minutes late. So we get to the point where their part the party's supposed to be done. And I'm already sitting there like we're kind of pushing it to get this theater cleaned and turned over in time for the next movie but then they come out and first i think they asked if they could borrow a broom and dustpan i'm like well, yeah sure okay and then over the course of the next like five ten minutes two different kids come out and ask for a trash bag it's like oh okay right. well the second time they asked for a trash bag uh one of my one of our coworkers comes up to me and goes yeah, this guy wants to talk to you. I was like, what? what? Like, this is another manager. So I'm like, what? But me, what? What could you not handle? So I, I go over there. I guess he had asked specifically for the person who was cleaning, which was me that day. Yes. And so then he's like, he points to the kids and like the one kid asked for a trash bag. The other kid wanted to buy some candy. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm still confused why I got called over. Then all of a sudden, he starts talking about, oh, it's just so messy in there. I'm so sorry. We left a huge mess. We're, you know, we're trying to clean it up, but it's just, it's going to be a huge mess. Automatically, I'm like, customers always think that they left the biggest mess we've ever seen. And it's never that bad. Like, so I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. You're fine. Like, it's not even a big deal. Next thing I know, he's holding out a hundred dollar bill. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have to do that. Like, I'm sitting there like, what the hell is going on here? And he's like, no, 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 just, I'm so sorry. We love, just please take it. I'm like, oh, 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 okay. So I take this hundred dollar bill. Like, did, did that just happen? Like, I'm so confused. So then a little bit later, I go down there and I can still hear them in there. They're still trying to get the kids to clean up. Like, and one of the ladies go, is standing there and she goes, she sees me with my broom and dustpan and my sanitizer. She's like, oh, honey, you're going to need something more than that. You're, you're going to need some industrial strength stuff. I'm like, okay they're still talking about what a mess they made that that scares me a little bit like yeah what what's what's this gonna look like right and um had a funny conversation with her side note there's a little kid running around probably five or six right we happen to be showing remember the titans right now as a retro title and the poster is up on the screen 
just a couple theaters down from where we are at, we're at at like a little junction in our end of the building and the kid looks at it and goes oh i've seen that and calls it star wars <laughs> and the and the lady is like no 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 baby you got you got to read the words and so he like runs over there and he's like reading it and he realizes to remember the titans and i'm sitting there looking at it and without thinking i just sped out i was like you know it, that picture like that's just that specific picture denzel washington does kind of look like john boyega right just on that specific poster in that specific shot because it's like certain special lighting and whatnot yeah and then as soon as it's out of my mouth i look over and she's staring at me this is a black family <laughs> i'm very white so my first thought when i realized she's staring at me is oh no <laughs> she thinks that i'm one of those people that thinks that all black people look alike <laughs> i'm about to get yelled at oh no but instead she goes you appreciate cinema don't you <laughs> i'm like oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i do <laughs> like to say I, i'm not saying that denzel washington and john boyego look alike just again that <laughs> one specific picture they they do I'll say it. I think they have some some features that are reminiscent of each other. Uh, you know. She then proceeded to ask out. me who my favorite producer was, which I'm like, that that's your follow up question. Like, uh, right. uh, no, I'm not a behind the scenes person normally, so uh, sorry. Yeah. But anyway, so it gets to the point where they're still in there. They haven't left, and I got other shows dropping, and I'm sitting there like, what do I do? So this is about the time I go back to the stand to see if maybe one of you guys wants to go clean or what. And that's when you're like, we haven't sold to the next show. Do we want to just close it? And like, yeah, because it's 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 going to be a, a minute before I get in there and I got to go clean up the shows. Right. So we just close out the because it's one. There's only one more show in there for the night. So we just close it out. I go about finishing floor. I got to later in the night. I got a few minutes before my last show drops. So I'm like, I'm going to go peek into it good lord was that bad huh popcorn everywhere uh they had balloons several of which had been popped and the remnants were strewn about the floor uh oh. they had confetti like the long like accordion folded type that like you see in like oh no packages yeah yeah um they had little foam sticks with lights in them that had been obviously used to fight because there was little blinking lights all over the floor. Uh, I walked in and was just like, oh no. You, They had at least tried to pick up as much as they could. Like all the bulk trash had been picked up and bagged up. Yeah. But there was still like, I was like, yeah, there was no way I was going to get this clean. So one of our coworkers goes in and gets a start on it while I head over to get my last show. It took us an hour to clean that theater hour yeah and i was like yeah this this is why he gave me a hundred bucks yeah um, made you earn that one yeah yeah so uh that was that was how i spent my sunday into my sunday evening yeah well this sunday won't be uh won't be that way because no it's super bowl sunday so uh you're getting out early correct yes right we are opening for the day mm -hmm. but we are closing early Yes, which so I'll be done in time to watch the game. So, okay. So 
uh, last week I had talked about how uh, our boss did not want to shut down for anything. I need to make a clarification. Uh, so when I said our boss, I actually meant specifically <laughs> head honcho of the company, like the, the big man in charge, that boss, not our direct supervisor who looked at me last week. He goes, I had something I needed to say to you. And I go, okay. And he goes, and he said, I was listening to your show and I go, okay. And he goes, you were talking about, were you talking about me with, with closing? Cause he's like, bro, I don't get to make the decisions. You know that. And I'm like, no, I was not talking about you. I know it's not your, I know if it had been your decision, we'd have closed last year for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was not like about We were you. all tried. Yeah, that was not about you. So I, I guess I should have clarified uh, when I meant our boss, I just meant uh, head dick in big charge. Boss. Yes, the big guy. So owner of the company, not not our, like I said, direct supervisor. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so we got Super Bowl Sunday coming up. By the time this, most people will listen to this episode, it will probably be already be after the Super Bowl. Uh, but we're dropping it on the Friday before. So sure. we're going to talk about it like it hasn't happened yet. Because uh, for us, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't uh super excited still i'm actually super anxious like i think i mentioned this last week i am really just kind of i this this is much more must win than last year's was like last year yeah it was great we're there now it's must beat the shit out of tom brady that's all i care about I, more pressure so yeah i see i feel like last year there was a lot of people that believed in us mm -hmm. this year it seems like the conversation is all oh well tom brady's gonna win because tom brady always wins right so now it's like well, well wait a minute yeah don't don't count us out that easily yeah well and there are there are two trains of thought it seems to me anyway it seems like they're going around one is is well yeah the Tom Brady, it's either Tom Brady's going to win because he's Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes is going to win because he's Patrick Mahomes. Either of those, I actually, I understand both arguments. Yeah. What I'm, but so it's, it's either that or a lot of, well, well, Mahomes has to win this game for his legacy, which I'm going, I'm not arguing that. And then it's, but then it's also on the flip side of that, it's, well, Tom Brady's just, he's unstoppable in the Super Bowl. I don't know, even, even no matter who he's playing for, like, apparently that's, that's what it's all about. And I'm just going, can we, can we just analyze like the game in general? Like, yeah, you've got us on the offensive line, but you know, Patrick Mahomes and, you know, a dangerous receiving core, like, you know, not to yeah. mention Andy Reid on a bye week. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just sitting there going, we're, we keep talking about all these different things and it's like, what's going to be the best, what's going to be the biggest storyline going into this? Yeah. Uh, to me, I'm going to say it's the leg legacy for legacy. So young versus old, that's the big storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think one thing that's very telling is that, so our, our boss decided he wanted literally everybody that works in our building, plus a couple people that work in other buildings and people that we know. Uh -huh. Um, wanted everybody to give him a prediction a score prediction now it's, he keeps saying like winner gets a big max so it's, it's not like it's anything big but just right he just wanted to know um there is a list hold on i have a picture of it of 
there's quite a few people in on this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's eleven predictions, and really only like two of them are blowouts. Yeah. Like yours is barely considered a blowout. Like I wouldn't even call yours a blowout. No. You just have one of the bigger yeah margins I, the rest I, of us but really our boss is the only one that really has like quite a difference all the rest of, so it's like I, I feel like all of us are like well i'm picking and everyone picked the chiefs everyone yeah. and so i feel like we're all like i think we're gonna win but we're not gonna run away with it it's sure. it's not gonna be an easy win right and i, I think that's very kind of indicative of how all of Kansas City feels right now. Yeah, uh, the reason we're probably gonna win, but it's 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 gonna be a struggle. So so my score prediction, I'll tell everybody, it was forty five twenty seven Chiefs, uh, and I the only reason I'm going that high of a margin or score is based on Tom Brady's season all year and how many interceptions he's thrown. Compound compound that with how good. Matthew and Sorensen are at getting getting to the ball. If they if they get interceptions, we are scoring points off of that. I just that's that's yeah. how I feel about it. Uh, it may only be three points. It might be you know a couple touchdowns. It might be a couple pick sixes. Who knows? Yeah. Either way, I feel like if Tom Brady turns the ball over like he has all season, they're not coming back. They're not not this time. They're they're done for. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's and that's coming from somebody who knows that our offense is just fucking phenomenal, but our defense steps up when yeah. it needs to, and like I said, when when the opportunity's there, they'll get it. So, yeah. yeah. And somehow we have turned this into a sports talk show. <laughs> so, Kansas City during time Super Bowl time. What do you expect? Exactly. There's well, considering there's not a whole lot else going on in the world right now as far as uh, our show goes. Yeah, we yeah. might as well. So, anyway, all right. Well, now we got the Chiefs talk out of the way. Uh, uh real quick, I, I haven't got to talk about it yet. We mentioned it on the show last week that it was happening. This past Tuesday, we did a guest appearance over on the Dad and Rock podcast, mm-hmm. uh, specifically their YouTube show, High Voltage. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, if you want to check fun. that out. Uh, just go to YouTube, go find the Dad and Rock channel, and it should be like the first thing that pops up there uh, when you pull it up. It'll be the My Drunk Movie Theater episode. Um, so you can go watch it, see us, and watch I, think they post, uh, I feel like the guys posted a Spotify link as well if you they just did. want to listen to it. Yeah. So, and we'll share that on our, on our Twitter feed too, so that way you'll be able to find it. So, um, yeah, I had a good time on, on their show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see we'll, we're planning to try and maybe do another couple different shows with some other podcasts uh, in the near future I'm kind of working out some things um, but I haven't ironed anything out yet so um, yeah. so yeah once that happens though you guys will be the first to know so um, yeah it, go check that out it was a it was a fun time all right so Sorry, there's absolute chaos going on upstairs <laughs> with my dogs, and I know everybody can hear it. Do you think I could get away with just selling like an hour worth of dogs barking, like dog noises? Like, is there a market for that? I have no idea. You'd be very niche. It would be very niche. Like, I miss the dogs. Click, hey Alexa, 
play dog noises. I got some growling there. Oh, now the fuckers won't. <laughs> that would have been a great thing to do. Anyway. All right. So let's get back uh, before we head to a break. Dune Book Club. We are on chapter... Chapters? Sorry. 31 and 32 this week. So we did two chapters. Last week when we left off, what had happened? Uh, uh, Paul and Jessica had been confronted by some people some yes. mystery people uh that's the only thing that's relevant to what we read today right so we'll go from there <laughs> oh yeah we had we had run back into gurney halleck and his mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah okay yeah so all right so i remember now all right so this week the two chapters are actually part of it looks like a four three to four chapter like portion of the story um mm -hmm. usually this book it seems to jump around from chapter to chapter as to who we're following, be it, um, be it the Atreides or or any of their their underlings or the Harkonnens or whoever. Uh, this time around, it's back to back chapters of Paul and Jessica. Uh, so when we last left them, they were they were surrounded um, by people that were more than likely framing, uh, but they weren't quite sure who they were with. This week we find out who who they are. Um, earlier in the book, Duncan Idaho had brought a character in named Stilgar uh, to meet Duke Leto, who is kind of a leader of. I'm assuming this like tribe of Freyma. I don't I don't think that they're a centralized group at this point. Yeah, no, I didn't so, get that feeling either. Yeah, so but Stilgar oh. is in is in league with with Doctor Kynes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so has basically surrounded these these folks because they're out hunting. However, they're specifically hunting for Paul and Jessica, but not specifically Paul, because as we find out throughout the chapter, they're not planning on keeping Jessica. They're planning on leaving her to the desert, which yes. I understand from their point of view because it's not it's not without its rationale. It's they only have so much that they can support people with. And since water is so scarce yeah and as far as they know he, she's just his mom yeah and so they don't seem to really know anything yeah. else about her beyond that right and so it's so they're it's like very, she's not important we can leave her just take yeah. the kid yeah and it's very much a the child man yes the child man it's very much not a yeah it's not that we don't want to take you it's just we can't take you unless no. you have something valuable to us and well she does because <laughs> She proceeds to just whip the shit out of literally every last one of Stilgar's men to takes him hostage to basically prove a point to which he goes, I'm impressed. Can you please stop putting me in this chokehold? Uh, yeah. Can you teach us the weirding way is what they call it. Basically yeah. her, her style of fighting and, and combat yeah. uh, of which Paul has partaken, but is not, quite as skilled yet yeah in the same chapter uh we also meet uh chani who or mm -hmm. chani 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 uh well, we'll figure out the pronunciation later um uh, who is the daughter we find out is the doctor uh, the daughter of dr kynes also and, is uh zendaya's character zendaya's character yes so uh so we will we will now be getting to know her apparently she's quite skilled as well um 
so throughout the two chapters though it's a lot of uh jessica and stilgar kind of coming to understand each other mm-hmm. and same goes with with paul and and chani um yeah. yes and kind of figuring out what the next move is um trying to sorry trying to remember back to everything that we read there um because it was a lot of a lot of talk about about the tribe and yes. making sure specifically in Jessica's case making sure that she's not likely to challenge Stilgar to take power yeah he seems worried that she's going to try to take over and so right he's cautioning her against that saying my men would never follow you and she's basically being like i don't, I don't want to take your place yeah she's she's like i know stop, I know. stop worrying about me right but what we do find out in the same chapter is that the the Benny Gesserits have basically kind of been setting up everything possible to kind of make this a self-fulfilling prophecy is what it sounds like yeah they implanted an idea yeah it seems like they said earlier in the book i don't know if it's the same prophecy is planted everywhere in the universe or if it's different it seems like there's a couple different ones they do right because there's a few times where it's brought up and jessica is like it's like she's reminding herself of the details of oh yeah okay so they have this one and so she seems to kind of be playing into it yeah knowing that that they're kind of they're going to for all appearances her and paul are going to seem to fulfill that prophecy so she's seems to be playing into it to encourage the idea that they are those people right without making it obvious that she's playing them yeah yeah it was uh it was a really interesting like way to to tell the story of you know in most of these stories the chosen one kind of prophecy or whatever there's always there's always some kind of little manipulation that ha- works to make it happen, but I don't think you've ever we've ever seen anything like on this scale where it is mm-hmm. potentially either either multiples for different planets or trying to make this one work to the point that they are manipulating it to the to yeah usually it's some nebulous thing that no yeah. one knows how it started or where it came from but it's always been there no one really believes it until suddenly someone magically comes along and fulfills it right and in this case it's no we know where it came from we know why it's there and we know what she's doing to make her so her and her son fit it yes to their own benefit yeah yeah it was a it was an interesting read i really kind of wanted to go go into the next chapter after that but i decided i need to get some sleep um yeah uh, nothing real exciting happened these two chapters but enough interesting stuff was put forth to kind of Mm -hmm. keep the story rolling along and not not feel like you're slogging around too much um yeah i'll be kind of curious to see what happens next as far as this kind of almost uneasy alliance uh between jessica and stilgar um obviously paul paul and shawnee have got to got to wind up together by the end of it because why the hell else do you cast timothy chalamet and zendaya yep yeah so anyway so all right so that's going to do it for for dune book club this week uh (laughs) 
Coming up, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk. Uh, we've got Justice League finally has a rating uh, for its four-hour cut. Uh, we've got a new character, a legacy character, confirmed for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and a couple other things. So stick around. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Zach. It's Josh. Zach. Do you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Uh, yeah. Do you think others would enjoy that? I mean, I really hope so. So do I. So I think you all should come spend some time with us, the Midwest Meltdown. This show was created by these two fine gentlemen here, myself and Zach, when we spent the last 14 years telling each other funny stories, talking about video games, and literally anything else that comes to mind. We wanted to turn our passion for gaming into something that we could share with everyone. So again, follow us, The Midwest Meltdown, anywhere you can find your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Google Pods. Check us out. We'd be happy to have you. All right, we're back. So... Uh, as I teased before, uh, before we went to break, uh, so Justice League, which has finally getting the Zack Snyder cut, is getting released. It's a four hour movie, not a mini series. Uh, we finally have an MPAA rating on it today. It's going to be rated R, which for violence in some language. And I'm going, okay, if it's anything like uh, the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice R rated cut which I'm sure it will be. It will be dark. It will be gritty and it will be a little more violent. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be to me. It, it didn't seem like enough to warrant uh, an R rating, but I'm not on that, on that panel. So yeah. yeah. So I feel like this is going to be a, a light R rating. Now who knows? Probably. Apparently Jared Leto has filmed some Joker stuff for it. So it could get fucking weird and gross real quick. I mean, it's Jared Leto, so it's already going to be weird yeah. and gross. Um, yeah. yeah, what do you make of make of this R rating, if anything? To to be honest, I'm tired of hearing about this movie already, and it hasn't <laughs> even fucking come out yet. Like, you're you're over it, huh? I'm over it. Okay. Everyone's acting like this is the end all be all that it's going to be this magical movie that's going to change everything for DC, and I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's just going to be another Justice League movie. Right. I, I am hopeful that it is just good. Like, that's all I really want. I could care less. <laughs> Y'all have your expectations way too high. Oh, no, 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 no. I've, for a I've movie got... that you all hate so much. Right. It's not like a slightly tweaked longer version is going to magically make it better. Yeah. And this is coming from someone who didn't mind Justice League. Yeah. I'm just like, can, can we just have the damn movie so people will stop talking about it? Yeah. Because I'm over it. I understand. So, all right. So, no more Justice League news for you then. Fine. Anyway. <laughs> Last time I ever bring it up, shit. Uh, so, so you can I can bring it up. I'm just not going to have any different opinion. That's fair. So, I take it you're not planning to watch it then when it comes to HBO Max. I mean, I'll watch it, but but <laughs> I don't have opinions. I don't. I'm tired of people that giving their hot takes on it online. That's fair. I I can't argue with that. I'm just, I was just curious what you thought of them going for an R rating. I I said what I thought. So, 
but that was pretty much it so i think they shouldn't be scared of an r rating like they always seem to be i wholeheartedly agree with you i think it's a little i think they're a little i think they overestimate the number of under 17 people that that watch it watch superhero movies is there a lot of you know kids and teens that enjoy them yes is it going to mysteriously slash their profits no yeah deadpool still made a profit Mm -hmm. deadpool Uh, made quite a healthy profit yeah it's doable you you just can't be scared of it right um i think it's gonna be i think it's a little different in this case just because they're not banking on it going into a theater and yeah pulling out a billion dollars uh yeah. they, obviously they have some faith in it if they're willing to drop 70 million on it um but but you're also releasing it to a streaming service and not into theaters and so yeah. i think a lot of that pressure goes away when you do that so that's fair yeah so i don't know i'm still gonna watch it i'm looking forward to it i'm kind of with you i get the the fatigue though surrounding it like makes sense so uh all right well we'll hop over to the other side of the uh the comic book pond falcon and winter soldier we just found out today that a legacy character is coming back i'm sure you're excited for this don Cheadle is reprising war machine for the show uh so here we go you, you, you think no i'm not excited at all i don't know what you're talking about i meant specifically for the war machine reveal so uh, during an interview with uh, Bro Bible's post-credit podcast, Don Cheadle... What, that is a name of a show. <laughs> uh, Don Cheadle revealed that his MCU character, James Rhodes, a.k.a. War Machine, will be making an appearance in Disney Plus's upcoming series, saying that the character will show up at some point during the show. Quote, uh, that's some of the fun of the MCU is that we all get to show up now in each other's stories and there's ways that we are cross-platforming these characters, said Cheadle. Uh, they become storylines sometimes in the movies and the storylines in the movies sometimes become storylines in the shows. It's really fun and interesting. Uh, by all imagination, it's completely open-ended. This can go anywhere. So it's great. I can't wait to get in the room with the writers for us to figure out how all those things happen. You know, Rhodey shows up in Winter Soldier and Falcon's show. So it could be a lot. Um, I was gonna so say, we, we know we're getting Zemo back and Sharon Carter's going to be in it. So it's, it's not a big stretch to think that Rhodey will be there too no well he's and and not only that he's also getting his own uh marvel Studios series on disney plus armor wars so uh you know not reading through the tea leaves or anything but sounds like they're probably going to be setting his show up in this one as well wouldn't be surprised Uh, yeah at this point marvel marvel can really just do no wrong and i think we just have to accept that and just go with whatever they tell us so in feige we trust and Feige we trust, indeed. Uh, I was having a good laugh today. Apparently, um, Tom Holland said that his Spider-Man 3 is going to be the most ambitious single superhero movie ever. I saw that. And uh, what was it, his quote today that just had me dying laughing? Uh, yeah, here we go. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. I should have been better prepared. Uh, so he said, I can say that it's the most ambitious standalone superhero movie ever made. You sit down, read the script, and see what they're trying to do, and they're succeeding. It's really quite impressive. Uh, skipping forward, and he goes, and I'm just, you know, again, that lucky little shit who happens to be Spider-Man in it. If you could sum up Tom Holland getting to play Spider-Man in any... In any that's way, it. That's the quote. That's the quote. Like, uh, I'm the lucky little shit who plays Spider-Man in it. That's what... I, I hope that goes on his... 
on his headstone. I hope he wins an Academy Award and brings that up. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. I feel like that's from what we've seen for for casting, how much of it's true, how much of it isn't, how much of it we know is, you know, just not being confirmed at the moment. Toby yeah. Maguire. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, this is probably a true statement. This is probably going to be the most, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, attempt. It's going to be a lot. Ambitious movie. It's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot to pack into it. Um, but I think it's fun, and I think it's going to bode well for Marvel's future. So, because yeah. we've, we've already fucked up reality and gotten the Infinity Stones and all that, we might as well go through the multiverse and just see what happens. It's true. So... It's very true. Yeah. Um, all right. So, speaking of, let's see. Hold on here. All right. So, here's a, a piece of news I read today, and it made me go, what What the fuck are we doing? Um, I have seen movie movies potentially in the works, uh, ranging from a Tetris movie to Monopoly to um, a few other things. This is an actual headline. Uno film in the works at Mattel with Lil Yachty I to star. I wish you guys, I honestly wish we were doing like an actual like video show just so that way uh, you could see Trisha's face right now. She is just over it. Look, I know we had tag. Tag was great. I know we had ready or not. Ready or not is fantastic. It doesn't mean we need a movie about every single childhood game ever. <laughs> the reason those movies worked were not because of the game itself, but because of the story that went along with it. The game just happened to be a plot device. So stop it. So hold on. Hold on. I I have to read this because I'm sitting here going, how the fuck are you going to do that? So... Uh, quoting Lil Yachty, I'm so excited to be part of this film with Mattel. I played Uno as a kid and still do today, so to spin that move into a movie based on the Atlanta hip-hop scene I came out of is really special. It hits close to home to me. To which I'm going, okay. I'm not uh, there, was, there was also that Truth or Dare horror movie that I never yes. watched. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so then following up on this while exact plot details are currently being kept under wraps the film is said to be set in the underground hip-hop world of atlanta and is being described as a heist comedy with marcy kelly penning the script in her feature debut i want to know what does uno have to do with any of that that's what i can't figure out uh no so uh from from Robbie Brenner, who's the, the executive producer over at Mattel, Uno is a game that transcends generations and cultures, and we look forward to partnering with Lil Yachty, as well as with Coach K and Brian Schur to transform the classic Uno game into a comedic action adventure. Uh, all right, so I had to double check because I was sitting there going, being the, the college sports fan that I am, what the fuck does Mike Krzyzewski have to do with this movie? Apparently, Coach K is like the stage name of producer Kevin Lee. Uh, yeah. And I'm going... I don't know how we get a heist movie out of Uno. Yeah. 
like I, I i i'm so confused i i i don't know i don't think they know what the hell's going on no like i think they're just throwing things out to see what sticks yeah i feel like i have to ask everybody's opinion on this i feel like there's gonna be a poll like like how do you make an uno movie like seriously like is it gonna be like an uno tournament and they're gonna rip off the the winnings or something like that's the only way i can figure it would work like it'd have to be logan lucky meets you know oceans 11 and throw in a friggin wild card with pick four or you know take four and pick a color like i don't i don't understand like i've been I, I think we've bitched enough about original hollywood ideas or lack thereof but this i mean at least battleship you have the navy built in and then they took it and added aliens like say what you will the movie sucks but at least there is enough stuff there for a basis for a movie clue clue makes sense to do as a movie you turn it into a comedic murder mystery and you throw tim curry into it it makes sense the examples you named off ready or not yeah ready or not tag the games were just plot devices right but at least there's enough there that they they actually took the essence of the games and turned it into a movie exactly there's enough there to create a movie that made sense based on the games yeah uno 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 you know what i hope that i hope it succeeds and we get a follow-up called yahtzee like you know let's just go for broke (laughs) on just weird ass comedies or action movies based on trivial fucking kids games like you know you could do a horror drama out of operation like oh that would be just just awful so yeah yeah i'm just i i don't know hollywood says shit from time to time and it makes me go what drugs are you on like i need to know i need to know which exec was sitting in a meeting going all right pitch me an uno movie and does a line of coke as he does it you know just like uno hey at least 10 years ago when the young adult craze was happening at least they were basing those on books that you know had plots oh my god hold on no 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 no! we're still gonna be after watching uno we're gonna go but still a better love story than twilight you're you'll never convince me otherwise anyway well yeah i think we're both on the what the fuck page yeah definitely all right well let's do one last thing uh you know because we have to talk about that feeling of perpetual hope that we have that our industry will you know continue plugging through here uh one of the big names over in hollywood who has been you know obviously backing cinemas forever steven spielberg one Uh, the big name that is the name yeah like that's been the name since we were kids yeah like Anyway, uh, so he so there was an issue of Empire Magazine, which came out recently, where um, Edgar Wright had basically been posted as the editor and wanted everybody that he could think of famous or even not famous to share some of their (laughs) favorite stories about going to the movies. And that's something that we encourage and we've done on this show, Um, 
you know, why and why why cinema is so so sacred to us. And Spielberg wasn't about to be left out in the in the dark on this. You you of not. The, the man's been the king of the blockbuster. Even when he's not behind the camera or, you know, directing, he's still producing some big movies and yeah. still is a, you know, uh, the name in Hollywood. Um, even if some of his output here lately has not been as good as it once was, you still go to Spielberg and you still yeah. revere the name. Anyway, so... Uh, he revealed in a letter to Empire why he believes movie theaters will eventually return and why they are an important part of our society. And you tell me if you disagree. Uh, in the current health crisis, where movie theaters are shuttered or attendance is drastically limited because of the global pandemic, I still have hope bordering on certainty that when it's safe, audiences will go back to the movies. I've always devoted myself to our movie-going community, movie-going as in leaving our homes to go to a theater, and community meaning a feeling of fellowship with others who have left their homes and are seated with us. In a movie theater, you watch movies with the significant others in your life, but also in the company of strangers. That's the magic we experience when we go out to see a movie or a play or a concert or a comedy act. We don't know who all these people are sitting around us, but when the experience makes us laugh or cry or cheer or contemplate, and then when the lights come up and we leave our seats, the people with whom we head out into the real world don't feel like complete strangers anymore. We've become a community alike in heart and spirit, or at any rate, alike in having shared for a couple of hours a powerful experience. That brief interval in a theater doesn't erase the, the, the many things that divide us, race or class or belief or gender or politics, but our country and our world feel less divided, less fractured after a congregation of strangers have laughed, cried, jumped out of their seats together all at the same time. Art asks us to be aware of the particular and the universal both at once. And that's why of all the things that have the potential to unite us, none is more powerful than the communal experience of the arts. Not just, you know. I said it better myself. Yeah. And not just a statement about, you know, going to the movies. Like, yes, that's one thing that we've preached on this show is that you cannot top the experience of watching a movie with complete strangers in the dark reacting to the exact same thing yep and in their own individual way i still love the audio recordings people have of audience reactions mm -hmm. to endgame yeah they're fantastic i can't even be mad with people recording when they're not supposed to right it's just they're so fantastic to watch yeah yeah and it's you can't replicate you can't that, that easily um you know how many times we you know we've premiered hi we've we went to the premiere of the force awakens i remember mm -hmm. going to the premiere of of revenge of the sith and that just the applause and the excitement building as you get the fanfare before the mm -hmm. the logo pops up all of that you can't you can't beat it yeah. like and that's why we've been so so big on on pushing the theatrical experience and it's why we're so upset with Warner Brothers for, you know, pushing all their movies onto streaming at the same time. Um, you you just, you cannot replicate that by sitting at home and watching a movie. No. I can't even watch a movie without a distraction at home because of these dogs or other things going on or my phone. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't do that stuff at, at a concert or a play or anything no. like that. And all of that, you know, all of that has, has been in danger of getting shut down in a lot of places, all because we can't get our shit together on a pandemic. 
Yep. So, but I just, I wanted to share that because I feel like, you know, if anybody's going to give a shit about anybody's opinion about the theater industry and keeping things going. Yeah. Spielberg. Like, yep. like, Spielberg. How, would you, how do you not listen to the man that brought you Indiana Jones? You right. Know, made you cry during uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan, you know? was behind the scenes of back to the future like jaws i i could name a million movies. like this dude's legacy e. he knows what'd you say et et hook you know if you like his more dramatic stuff catch me if you can we watched that a couple weeks ago it's still good um hell even ready player one which that book is just an homage to all of spielberg's work <laughs> Spielberg did it, even though he probably he didn't want to initially because he didn't feel like it, it would just be weird. But even even that, you know, he put all the same love and excitement that that we have seen in all of his other big budget features. Yeah. And yeah, so I feel like if you're going to listen to anybody, listen to the guy who's made your movie memories for years, yep. years, like decades. Yeah. So anyway all right so we're gonna get out of here on this we uh we haven't done a movie review in a while trisha nope and uh we've we've discussed well we talked about wonder woman we discussed it this week we watched promising young woman starring carrie mulligan and or starring carrie mulligan and bo burnham who will forever be an internet comedian to me but uh is actually quite good in this Mm -hmm. uh yeah, so for those of you that don't know what it's about, have only seen the previews that really don't give a whole lot away. Uh, no, Carrie it really Mul- doesn't. It really doesn't. Carrie Mulligan's character uh, plays a young woman who is turning 30 and goes out to pretend to get drunk in order to get the nice guy, the, the men who will mm-hmm. sit there and take advantage of women when they're too inebriated to consent to anything. Yep. Uh, and then scare them into scare the shit out of them yeah basically doing a scared straight vigilante kind of thing without actually Mm -hmm. you know beating the shit out of people so uh anyway so throughout the movie she is she is doing this she's also juggling a work life and also dealing with the trauma of of losing her best friend who was a victim of sexual assault and so as the story progresses, I'm trying not to give too much away. But I know, you really can't talk too much because you don't want to give really anything away. It's really good. It's the uh, beauty of it. Do an episode. But basically, we'll talk, we'll talk about this. What did you think of the story itself? It was not what I was expecting, but it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I expected something a little more on the, I guess, on the more violent side, uh, just yeah. from how it was kind of cut together. Mm-hmm. um i was not expecting it to be as darkly funny as it was yeah um, it does have a wicked sense of humor um but this is a this is actually a first time movie from uh from a actress uh emerald fennel uh <laughs> when we were watching it crystal watched it with us and she spotted her cameo as uh as a makeup tutorial person on youtube Anyway, she goes, oh, I know her. She's on Call the Midwives, which if you don't know what that is, it's a very like posh British show about midwives and nurses in, in like the 1950s in, the, in London. Uh, but she shows a lot of promise with uh, her command of, of 
the shots of that she picked for the show like there were several scenes in this movie like just just moments where i'm like that is just a good shot like that's just <laughs> well done yeah um and uh, you know she's not the cinematographer but you know she definitely has a hand in picking those yeah and also like i said the the, the story itself is different it's not your typical revenge thriller uh, yeah and the whole time i was like you can tell that this was written by a woman yes it was this was led by women yeah yeah because and it you doesn't... can always tell when a dude is trying to tell this type of story because you're there's always something about it that pisses you off right um and in this it pisses you off but for the right reasons like yes. um you know uh, i really i really want to rewatch it and come uh -huh. up with like bingo sheets of nice guy stereotypes oh god you just see how it goes because it's like at one point i turned to you i said it's like they're trying to hit every nice guy stereotype and that was before we even saw a dude in a fedora yes yeah i forgot about the fedora literally like we said i said that and like 10 minutes later all of a sudden there's a dude in a fedora and i'm like see yep i was right yeah uh yeah no i i wholeheartedly agree that yeah it doesn't it you can definitely tell it was written by a woman because mm -hmm. it doesn't fall into any of the same tropes that we see in a lot of other movies mm -hmm. like this oh uh, the, the ones the times you do see those tropes happening it's mm -hmm. portrayed clearly as a bad thing right there's you know when when someone does victim blaming it's very obviously portrayed as the wrong thing yeah the wrong response right um yeah and there were there was another moment in it too like they because they did things where they they kind of inverted them on their heads like the very first shot of the movie is a bunch of dudes like shots of their midsections and their pelvic regions as they're out dancing on the floor which is something that you only ever see in these other movies targeted towards men and it's always yep. a bunch of supermodel you know attractive women yep. you know doing their fast and furious is guilty of it like yep. every single every single movie every yeah. single one and so like just from the get-go it's like okay so we're gonna like i almost expected it to be more of a I was really worried, honestly, that it was going to turn into something more along the lines of 2016 Ghostbusters, where it just straight up just shat all over men in a not funny way. I will be the first to admit, men are terrible. We suck. We don't deserve anything. But there's a there's there's a, a way to do it where it's actually funny. Yeah. Ghostbusters never hit that. This did, in my book. And it's just the way that they shit on on the dudes in the movie about them there's, being the there's a lot of nuance to it to show that it's yeah. it's not as straightforward as some people want to make it seem like right and and the men aren't the only guilty parties in this movie no. and even even the lead isn't exactly what i would consider a, a hero type because she's definitely a protagonist we're following yeah. her story yeah what she is doing it, it falls into that category that you don't see very often and that people seem to think protagonist equals good right and that's not always the case protagonist just means it's this is the main character this is this is whose story we're following it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a good person yeah but but you don't see that very often that the protagonist is actually a terrible terrible person right and she's i wouldn't say she's a terrible person but 
it, it's again it's not black and white no uh, she may be the main character she may be the protagonist but she is far from perfect yeah well and so there was an she, article she has her own issues and makes her own mistakes yeah so there was an article that i was reading this week uh, about the movie because I, I was just i was fascinated with it. Mm-hmm. i wanted to learn more about it um somebody did it or did basically a review and basically said that it's not just a a good like rape revenge thriller or a dark comedy or what have you it's honestly a great like analogy for drug addiction um and that she what she does throughout the movie to going after these men she's not really doing it to achieve any sense of justice she's essentially doing it for a rush to yeah. avoid the the depression of losing her best friend because she's not dealt with that healthily yeah and i never thought about that but yeah you're right yeah no i i thought it was absolutely if i find the article again i'll send it to you it was i thought it was fascinating like she's doing it for her own selfish reasons not right not really anything yeah. to do with her friend yeah and it <laughs> and yeah and so it's like a lot of things it's like at what point do you do you go from from doing it for the the right reasons to doing it for your own selfish reasons yeah. um and yeah they they really kind of nailed that and so viewing it from that prism i kind of want to watch the movie again myself just to view yeah. it that lens and go yeah that makes a lot of sense so yeah yeah um all in all though what did you think i enjoyed it a lot i mean I... I don't want to make it sound like I went in not thinking I was going to enjoy it, but I, you were more excited to watch it than I was. So I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. I actually really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. So, so about that. So my excitement, and without getting into spoilers, my excitement was the number of people who were dis, who said that they liked it but were disappointed by the end of it. And so again, not giving anything away. You know me, I actually like an ending that that feels like it should be disappointing. And in this case, it feels like it should be a disappointing ending, but I've never been more satisfied yeah. with how with how a movie ended. I can see why people didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I was okay with it. Right. I, I actually felt like this was the more realistic outcome, put it that way. And I'm kind of surprised I was okay with it, but I can't yeah. really expand on that without giving anything away. Yeah, no, we'll have to do a, do a spoilers <laughs> episode. Um, but yeah, since we're talking about it, it, it has gotten a lot of critical acclaim. It is actually up for Golden Globe Awards this year. It's up for Best Picture in the Drama category. Uh, Carrie Mulligan's up for Best Actress. Um, and she did do a phenomenal job in that movie. Yeah. I, her performance was great. Like I said, Bo Burnham was, was excellent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does very much fit like the look and, and archetype of the nice guy. And so, which makes watching his character a little more fun because you're like, I really should be suspect of him, but <laughs> he's a nice guy. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. And I just realized we're doing this just in time for uh, us to not be showing it anymore. Oh, you're kidding. It's leaving this week. We've really got to get better about reviewing stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's other theaters showing it. But all right, so there you go. We That's are not I'm... showing it anymore. No, if you are looking for a good thriller that kind of twists what you know about that sort of thing on its head, and it is available online now. It is available to to purchase on VOD, which we don't. If your local theater is not showing it, or your local theater is open. Yeah. 
Um, you can check it out that way. Check it out at your local theater if they're showing it. Uh, but check it out either way. It's a damn good flick. Highly recommend it. And keep an open mind to the ending. Uh, that's that's really all I can say. So, um, But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Trisha, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Make sure you go check out uh, our guest appearance again on Dad and Rock High Voltage. You can find that on YouTube at the Dad and Rock channel, or you can uh, follow or go. They have a Spotify link that we'll be sharing too. I don't, sorry, I don't have it all written in front of me, uh, but we're going to share both of those on our Twitter feed. Uh, make sure you follow us at drunk underscore theater. So you can see those things as well as anytime that we, we start bullshitting about things that are going on at work. Um, make sure you also hit up teespring.com slash MDMT or slash stores slash MDMT. Sorry, teespring.com. I really need a shorter <laughs> URL for this damn store. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash MDMT. Uh, we've got t-shirts, uh, all kinds of merchandise on there. I'd like to get hats in at some point, but we'll see if, if they ever offer that. Uh, Alex, our friend Alex, who's been on the show, actually bought uh, one of our first t-shirts and it arrived and it looks great. Uh, she's happy with how it turned out, so you should definitely go get one. Um, hell, you can wear it around town, or you can use it as a rag to wipe off your car. But either way, just just buy one. So support <laughs> us. Keep us. Make it to where I don't have to work at this job I hate, waiting to go back to the to the theater. How about that? All right. Well, that's that's gonna do it for us this week. From all of us here at My Drunk Movie Theater, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn movie staff. And go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Thank you.